Our God is a good God. How many are excited and ready for iWolf? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. It's going to be one amazing week. I didn't hear you. I said it's going to be one amazing week. Hallelujah. Hey, no matter who you are, you don't want to miss this week. Alright? I want to I want to appeal to you. I want to beg you. Don't miss this week. There's nothing like hearing concentrated word back to back for one week. Somebody getting what I'm saying? Trust me, there's impact when you hear the word. If you have lived in some houses where maybe AC, the, the water drops in a certain place, you discover that after a while, no matter how strong that concrete is, it will start to, that's, that's concentration. So the, the, when you have one week like this and all these great ministers of God flying in from everywhere, you don't want to sleep at home. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Take time off work. You can continue work after. Take time off work. Feed your spirit. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? How many of you are at the point where there are many things pending, there are many things you are trusting God for? It's a good season to hear concentrated word, concentrated anointing, concentrated, you know, graces. Hallelujah. And all the speakers are so anointed and graced. Amen. So anointed and graced. Please, whatever you do, don't want to miss this week. There will be morning sessions starting from Tuesday. Okay? Morning sessions starting from Tuesday. So morning and evening. Hallelujah. Take time off work. It's even a good time to do a partial fast if you can. So that your spirit will just be very, very sensitive. So that direction, clarity. There are many things you have been praying for and believing for. I decree this week they will all fall in place in the name of Jesus. I said this week they will all come together in the name of Jesus. Answers to things you've been asking. Things you've been thinking. Things you've been expecting. I decree there shall be manifestations in the name of Jesus. But apart from you attending, please make sure you drag somebody here. Alright, let's be intentional. Bring someone. Amen. Anybody. Find a neighbor. Find a colleague. Find a friend. Find a family member. It might be your megahat. It might be someone on your street. But bring somebody. Don't just stroll in here. Hallelujah. Sow that seed into somebody's life. Alright. So morning and evening. Um, all through the week. Um, we'll just have a break on Saturday. We'll continue again on Sunday. So Monday all the way to Friday. Then one Saturday break then continue on finish it on Sunday praise God remember the speakers are all powerful Pastor Bojo Yimadi is going to be in the house hallelujah Pastor Andy Osakwe is going to be in the house Apostle Humphrey Oseni all the way from South Africa is going to be in the house then Pastor Kichi Ene is going to be in the house amen you, you don't want to I'm serious you don't want to miss it praise God can we lift our hand one minute and say, Father, we speak over this conference. Let it, let it be life transforming for everyone that comes. We decree that the weather will be peaceful all through this week. No interruptions. We decree the traffic will be smooth. There will be nothing to distract God's people. We decree that there will be a cloud of glory in this house testimonies, healings, deliverances, miracles will happen. There will be both teaching and demonstration of the power of the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Lord, you say what two or more shall agree upon shall be established. Lord, we have all agreed now concerning what we have said. We decree so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. One more time, let's give the Lord a big praise. Give the Lord a big praise. Hallelujah. Please take your seats. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're talking about success secrets from the master. And hey, success is a good thing. Amen. Success is what? I can't hear you. Success is what? It's a good thing. The Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be held. God said, I wish above everything that you prosper. And I've told you that prosper there doesn't necessarily mean cash. It just means progress. You're succeeding. And we, we gave five, seven definitions of what success is. All right? So success is about that progress that you make. And we've looked at a few points um, so far. But today, we're going to move it forward again. Today, you know, and we're learning from the life of Jesus. That's what we're doing. We're learning from who? The life of Jesus. He's the master. We're looking at success secrets from the life of the master. The reason why that is important is because we live in a world where they try to dictate to us what success should look like. But we're going to learn from the real person that knows what success is like, and his name is Jesus Christ. So for you as a believer, what defines success for you is different from how the world defines it. The world defines it by just, you know, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. As long as you are minting your cash, you are cashing out. You know, those are the philosophies people want us to believe. That as long as somebody's making money, how they make it doesn't matter. For us as believers, how you even make it is more important than making it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, so many people are practicing on godly means. And if you notice, the more we push that philosophy of make it by all means, you know, craziness will increase. Kidnapping has increased. Ritual killing. Now they even post it. They post people buffing on the stream. To make money. This ordinary money that everybody's making here, somebody wants to go and bath and disgrace his whole generation. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Because those people will be somebody's father and somebody's mother. And that's the culture they will pass. So you need to understand how important, you know, um, countering that false philosophy of the world that, you know, make money by all means. There's so much promotion of materialism, so much promotion of money. So it makes, makes young people think that's all that matters. You know, there was a time that, um, 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 I mean, if you were a 419 person, there's just one or two people you know that, oh, this one is 419. Today, the average young guy is 419. In fact, they, I watched one uh, online, this in an interview, one girl, who will you choose to date, Yahoo boy or uh, somebody that has a, that's a worker, somebody that has a job? She said Yahoo boy, a human being. <laughs> being recorded. You see, that, that's, that's the power of culture. When those things start spreading, it, it, you, you think it's manageable, it will become manageable. Because from Yahoo, you go to Yahoo Plus. That's, you see, Satan never stays on one spot. Some people still don't know how to relate with Satan. He never tells you the full story. He's just one step at a time. Always one step at a time. But he always push you further than you want to go. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Glory to God. So those days, there were one or two movies that people did about ritual killing, about, you know, all those things now. Uh, all those living in bondage, all those things. Those things are no more movies. You can't sell now because it's everywhere. It's no more fascinating. <laughs> Your next door neighbor can, can, ride, can ride away be a Yahoo person and doing all kinds of things. Glory to God. So, but God also wants you to succeed. You just have to have the right definition of success. It's very important. Glory to God.
If you have not been coming, we've recapped that over and over again. What are the seven definitions of success that we gave? We've defined that. Today, I want to move into something that we're going to learn from the life of Jesus. Something I saw that I think everybody should learn from the life of Jesus to succeed. You see, why is it important to succeed? It's important to succeed because, number one, you fulfill God's purpose on the earth. When you succeed, you fulfill God's purpose. See, God wants your life to be a success. It doesn't matter who you are. And, uh, and please, when I say success, please think, think of it in the light of the definitions we have given, not in the worldly way. So number one, God wants you to succeed because you, you, you actually fulfill God's purpose when you succeed. God didn't create any failure. When I plant a seed, when you plant a, a, an orange seed, you want that seed to succeed. And the success of that seed is for you to produce an orange tree. Somebody get what I'm saying? An orange tree that will now produce what? Orange fruits. That is what you want. So God wants you to succeed. He wants you to fulfill the purpose why he put you on the earth. This is why Jesus caused the fig tree. Because the fig tree looked successful, but it wasn't successful. It wasn't producing why it was there. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So God wants you to be successful. Don't ever for once think that God created you to be a failure. There is no failure in God. God wants you to succeed. When you succeed, you, you fulfill purpose. When you succeed, you bring glory to his name. That's number two. You bring glory to his name. You need to understand the success is beyond you. The reason why I want to succeed is that I realize that I bring glory to the name of the Lord when I succeed. People are always looking for Christian examples that are big in business, big in career, big in marriage, big in everything. May they use you as that positive example. So you know, must know why you need to succeed. Is that you bring glory to his name when you succeed. You bring glory to his name when you succeed. Number three, why should you succeed? You are able to be a blessing. You are able to, when you succeed, you now have the resources and the capacity to help other people. You can mentor people. You can support people. You can raise people. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's what they told Abraham. He said, I'll make you a bless. I mean, I'll bless you so that you can become what? A blessing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? When you succeed, you can help other people. I'm trying to motivate you to get to the stage where you are more determined to succeed. For the right reasons. Succeed, but for the right what? Reasons. Number what is the next one? Number four. When you succeed, you live a more fulfilled life. Even you too, you're happy. It's not only God that wants to be happy about your success. Guess what? You too, you're happy when you're successful. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? People underestimate the feeling of success. That's why, you see, that feeling of success is usually more powerful than the feeling of making money. That's why you see all those footballers, even with all the billions they are being paid, when they lose a match, they still cry. If it was the way we teach, um, and the way we um, 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 show money in Nigeria, we would think that as long as they are paying me my salary, it doesn't, although Nigerian football still does that, but <laughs> those guys, they don't care. <laughs> it's just that long, pay me, pay me is what they are concerned about. Pay us our allowance. But if you see people that really understand the thing, no matter, you see people like Ronaldo and Co, they make billions and billions, but it still pains them when they lose the match. Because they understand that the real fulfillment comes when you succeed. So you live a more fulfilled life when you succeed. There's something about you being able to live out God's plan for your life that makes you feel good. I've said it all the time. People that work in purpose get paid twice. You get paid the cash, but you also get paid the fulfillment for actually doing what God has created you to do. So you live a happier life. You're happier when you succeed. Praise God. And then number what? 
Five. You also live a soft life. Uh, soft life. So that's good. <laughs> Trust me. God doesn't, your suffering doesn't impress God. Uh, he's not moved by it. He has already suffered his son for you. So he doesn't like when you two are not suffering second round. When Jesus has already suffered. Are you here, somebody? Success to his sweet. That's what I'm saying. There are some benefits too. Amen. I said amen. amen. Uh, AC and fan. AC is better. <laughs> Let's not lie. Abby? Uh, trekking and going with car. Car is better. Flying and going with car. Flying is better. Flying economy class and flying business class. Business class is better. Uh, flying business class and flying private jet. Private jet is better. Uh, yes. <laughs> Somebody said, but we don't enter private jet. Okay, we meet up, not enter, but let's. There's a lot of convenience in it. Amen. Praise God. I went to Kenneth Copeland's uh, ministry. You know, they, they, in their office, there's, there's runway in the office. So, and it's a big facility, so he lives there and everything, and there's a runway there. So when he's going, when he's traveling, he doesn't go to the airport. He just comes out of his house and enters plane in the house and fly to where. Wouldn't that be nice? When people are checking Google Map for traffic, you just check the... What do you check if you're flying? Because <laughs> <laughs> you come past... Say, where does that fly to London? Just come out of your house and fly to London. Wow. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, so success is good. Let's not uh, make it look like it's not good. Amen? Success too is, is good. Praise God. All right. All right. So one of the things I saw in the life of Jesus was that, and I noticed that Jesus, you know, successful people were very instrumental in the life and ministry of Jesus. Somebody get what I'm saying? There's a way God uses people. He uses people differently. May you be among those God will use. You know, that he will use your resources to advance the kingdom of God. Yeah, because if you see people like Joseph and Arimathea, success also brings influence. Alright? That's number what? I want to make it up to seven. But we'll move with time. It brings influence. When Jesus died, and all the disciples that were fishermen and co ran away, they went to hide. The only person that could go and ask for his body was an influential man because he was a big man in the city. Joseph of Arimathea was a billionaire, was a big guy. He went to meet the, the, the governor or whatever and said, hey, I'm sure they were in the Koi Club playing golf or somewhere <laughs> playing golf. I said, hey, that Jesus guy that died. He said, ah, you know I'm saying? I know I'm one of my guy. Play golf. Would <laughs> uh, uh, I use the body to do anything? He said, no, we don't need the body. He said, give me the... So I'll give you. Come collect them. But make I win you for this thing first. They could have that conversation. They were in the golf course together. The other fishermen had run away. <laughs> so God needs to use your success for his advancement of his kingdom. Somebody get what I'm saying? Hey, there are some of you that you will, some kind of check you will write. It will shake church account. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, 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 throughout Jesus' ministry, there are people supporting his ministry. Some people thought that every time he was multiplying bread and fish all the time. No, many times they were buying bread and buying fish. Not every time they multiplied it. It's not every time he walked on water. Many times they actually paid transport. 
Are you here, somebody? Because left to Nigerians, they want him to walk on water all the time. Since you walk on water, no need to pay tight again. Walk on water. <laughs> no need to pay tight again. Walk on water. Amen, amen. I've told you, every born again Christian definitely should tithe. Definitely. And um, if, you, if you look at Deuteronomy, even where they talked about some of the purposes of tithe, because people argue things like uh, the tithe should be those days they will buy food and eat it. All those things were pictorial form of what the tithe was used for. The tithe was usually used for about three things. Number one was for the feeding of the people. So you see this in Deuteronomy, even though that's not where we tithe from, but the picture is there. That they brought the tithe to the house of God and they ate it. That's one. You eat it. Number two, you help the poor with it. That's what the church does with it. Number three, they also use it to um, finance the ministry. Okay? Those are the three major things that the tithe was used for. We don't need to read all of it because that's not the teaching. Um, So people now think, oh, that means I should go and buy bread or buy beer or buy something. No. It's just a pictorial form. Every time you tithe. Like all these ministers of God flying in from different parts of the country. How do you think they are coming in? Who do you think is bringing them? It's the tithe. So when they come and feed you the word of God, it's you. You are still the beneficiary of the tithe. So it doesn't mean I have to go and buy beans. No. In those days, they were natural people, so they, they had to use the natural form. But that's not what we do today. Well, I'm not going to buy beans and bread for you. Are you here, somebody? That's not what I buy for you. But when we feed you the word of God, that's your feeding. That's the feeding you need. Are you here, somebody? So I'm just trying to say that your giving is also part of what advances the kingdom. You see all these people flying from everywhere? They will stay in hotels. They won't stay in people's houses. They will stay in hotels. And they will eat while they're here. They will transport while they're here. Are you here, somebody? So it takes a lot to organize. So when you see those powerful programs, and you are well fed, ah, that's your tithe you are eating. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Okay, so let's, let's move in, into this now. So, um, one of the secrets of the life of Jesus, success secret from the life of Jesus, is intentionality. Come and say with me, intentionality. Come and say it again, say intentionality. One of the success secrets from the life of Jesus was that he was very intentional. And I don't know why. Mom, I see people every day living a life without intentionality. Many people are just coasting through life. I want to beg you, in the name of God, please live with intentionality. That's how Jesus lived. From the day he landed the earth, he landed on purpose. He landed with a purpose. He landed for a purpose. There was so much intentionality. There was so much intentionality. Landed in purpose, landed for a purpose. He was so clear why he was here. So he didn't just coast through. This is why he did not even marry. Because he knew his life was going to be too short. So much intentionality. No need to marry. And if he marries, if he, have, if he has a child, human beings will turn that child too to God. So we can't do that. Number three, if he married, which wife will you tell that my goal is to go and die? The woman will say, you shall not die. In Jesus' name. And she will follow you everywhere to make sure you do not die. <laughs> when they want to kill you, she will go and beg. So don't answer him, I beg, get your, don't kill him. Kill Barabbas. Don't kill Jesus. Are you here, somebody? So, 
You see, when, when, when you are so full of intentionality and purpose, it, it, it makes a lot of decisions for you ahead of time. You are not as confused. Because there are too many options in this world. But purpose is what actually helps you decide before the time. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's why I don't jump on this jamboree of, I must relocate. Don't just do that because everybody's doing it. Don't just do it because everybody's doing it. There is such a purpose for your life. And Jesus lived with intentionality. And every child of God should live with so much intentionality. That's what I saw Jesus do. Look at John chapter 4, verse 31 to 33. John 4, give me NIV if you can. In NIV. NIV. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him and said, Rabbi, do what? Eat something. Eat something. It had been a long time they had eaten, I'm sure. He said, eat something. Next verse. He said, but he said to them, what? I have food to eat that you know nothing about. When you are full of purpose, eh? you are also full. You are not, you see, you don't need food to be happy. You are always high. You are always excited. Are you here, somebody? It's like, it's like you're already full inside you. He said, I have food to eat of that you know nothing about. See the next verse. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? See the next verse. He said, my food is what? Said Jesus, is to do what? The will of him that sent me and to what? Finish his work. Glory to God. He says, like food to me. See the level of intentionality. He was so intentional, he didn't care whether I was preaching to a crowd or preaching to one person. This was when he was talking to that woman by the well. It didn't, it didn't matter whether it was a crowd or to one person, Jesus was preaching. He was demonstrating the kingdom. He was so intentional. How intentional are you? He was so intentional about why he came. He says, it's like food. It's like food. It's like food. Hallelujah. Let's look at another scripture. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. NIV also. Come on, tell your neighbor, be intentional. Oh, I just, I just, I just, I just don't like it when, when I see people very lazy. Ah, and, and that is the African and Nigerian problem. We are just lackadaisical. We are just, we are just laid back in our approach to everything. In our approach to everything, we just, we just take it for granted. You see people doing things and their heart is not in it. Please don't do anything and don't put your heart in it. It's either you follow your heart or let your heart follow you. But that heart must be what you're doing. It pains when I see people actually doing something and they are not passionate about it. How do you do something without being passionate about it? How do you do something without trying to be the best at it? Don't ever do anything and try to be mediocre or ordinary at it. When I was a sinner, I was a thorough sinner. I made up my mind I was going to go far with the devil. <laughs> I, it, it, so it shocked me when I became born again and find out that a lot of people that have no ambition, have no, no drive. They just they do things, but they always do it haphazardly. They have always been average all their life. Today, by the power of God, I break the spirit of average over you in the name of Jesus. Any field you are in, you are going to be the best in that field. In the name of Jesus. That's how it should be. 
How are you in an industry and they don't know you? How now? Who are you resembling with that? Who you take and resemble? Amen. Where is Amin? Is Amin in church? Uh-huh. His daughter was packing prizes in our school, in the preserved generation school. The daughter was packing prizes, so I was asking that. Who does the daughter resemble? I'm sure it's his wife. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm just telling him because I told the wife <laughs> that day. Because she was just packing prize. Eh? Okay, I told, the, I told his sister, um, Maggie, his uh, cousin or something. That who did she, she say is the, I say is the wife. Don't be I mean. <laughs> I'm joking. But the daughter was packing prizes. I, I tell them to go put chair for her. You know this kind of thing? Best in science. Uh, uh, call her name. Best in... I say go and put chair. Because don't let her just sit down. Be collecting. <laughs> <laughs> He was collecting the best of her. I said, collect everything. <laughs> Amen. So who you take and resemble when you, when you are not, you know, standing out in what you do? Who, who do you look like? Because Jesus is known all over the world. People can hate churches, but it's difficult to hate Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he didn't do anything to you. <laughs> People can hate religion, but it's difficult to hate Jesus. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Why would you be in a field and not be known? Why would you be in a field and not be among the best? Now that you understand the purposes of success, you should understand that it's beyond just you. God is counting on you to be successful. Why would you be doing something? How would you be a banker and just be an ordinary banker? How would you be an engineer and just be an ordinary engineer? You're a designer and an ordinary designer. Really? You must always think global. You must always be determined to be among the best in the world. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Don't have a, a, a local champion mentality. Oh, man. Oh, from day one, I knew. From day one, I knew I was going to be global. It had to be so. There's no other way. If there's a better place to be, I want to be there. So I don't know how people can do things and just do it all right. Let's see, let's see the scripture. First Corinthians 9.24, NIV. He said, do you know, I mean, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run? How many runners run? He said, all of us are running. All of us are running. He says, but only one does what? Gets the prize. Only one gets the prize. What's the advice? Run in such a way as to do what? Get the prize. Run in a way to get the prize. Run in a way to get the prize. Don't just run for oh, and what, 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 what most young people do is just to run just for the sake of it. I ran in the race. Who cares? Who cares? Do you know in marathon that nobody knows who came last? Nobody knows who came second to last. You are not born to be in an entity. Somebody get what I'm saying? That's not why God invested all He invested in you to just be someone that is that just ran in the race. He said, we all run. Whether you like or not, this life is a race. We are all in it. He said, run with so much intentionality as to win the prize. How can you? How can you? You are in your field and nobody knows you. Who you want to can resemble. Somebody getting what I'm saying? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Who you want to... My daughter too, uh, in her own class too, she got a, like five awards. 
Four or five in our own class? I can't hear you. Four. I don't know whether it's four or five. Easy. Is it four or five? You didn't remember? I don't remember. Anyone, Sha? But Shisha was best of her in our class. May I know who she resembles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, don't feel bad. We are plenty in that WhatsApp group. <laughs> and my son, that looks like me, <laughs> didn't win any prize. So he came to me to go, we know, eh? He didn't win any prize. Eh? I can't hear you. His grades were very good. That's all we're asking. We're, asking. we're talking about prize. I'm not saying grade no good. I say prize. You don't win prize. <laughs> he didn't win prize. <laughs> so, and we don't already know, say, this is how we win prize now. We're not going to hear what. When he go and we're not doing face, he didn't win any. I said, they're not sharing price. They don't, they're not sharing. It's not a, <laughs> it's not that they're not sharing to everybody as they like. I said, if you want to win the prize, be intentional about winning the prize. Hallelujah. I said, you have to work hard like somebody that wants to win the prize. Because what happens on success days is that people are beefing people that they're giving prize. Put in the work, you win the prize. He said, everybody should run like they want to win the prize. That's how to do life. Because success has rewards. It has its own rewards, man. So when they start, when somebody starts flying private jets, when somebody starts living in a good house, when somebody starts driving a good car or, or living well, don't start beefing them. You to run like somebody that wants to win the prize. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Because he came and was kind of face. I said, if you, want to, if you want the prize, then you work for it. You work for it. They were not just sharing it randomly to people based on their looks. <laughs> they didn't cheat you. You work. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Glory to God. He said everybody runs. Whether I like or not, you're in a race. How are you running? Not why are you running. It's how are you running. Help me ask your neighbor, how are you running? Tell him, how's your race going? <laughs> Be determined. Be determined to be amongst those that win the prize. Why would you, why would you be in a class? I want to come last. You know, you know failures by the goals they set. Their goal is not to fail. Instead of to win. They say, I want to make sure I'm not the last. That's their goal. I want to make sure at least I cross cut off mark. You see, you see the problem with your goal already? Meanwhile, there's somebody else that wants to be the best. You see, life doesn't give you what you deserve. It gives you what you demand. <laughs> life doesn't give you what you deserve. It gives you what? What you demand. What do you want out of life? You must want it bad enough. Want it like food, the way Jesus said it. He said, I have a food to eat that you don't know anything about. You want to go and eat bread and beans. I want to, I want to do this work. And to finish it. He was so passionate. He was so intentional. Make up your mind, guys. There's no excuse. At the end of the day, no matter how, how powerful you package your excuse, nobody has time. Nobody wants to hear. Have you seen anybody studying failure? Have you seen anybody interviewing a failure? Can you tell us the secret behind this your woeful performance? Have you seen anybody being interviewed like that? Everybody's interviewing the success. Tell us about how you succeeded. Nobody interviews the villain. Tell us how you managed to just carry last. 
in this competition. I say, you see, I came last because from beginning I had no aim. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Run with so much intention. So you walk somewhere. If you, if you walk somewhere, I have three questions for you. Three questions you must ask yourself. Is my boss impressed with me? Okay with me? Or angry with me? Did you get that? Is my boss impressed? Okay with me? Or angry with me? You can even ask your boss. Some of your boss is even here. Just put, give them a note to tick one. If a business person use your clients, are your clients impressed? Or are they okay? Or are they angry? If they are angry, you've already lost. You're already a failure. You've already lost. Or you're already failing. You're not a failure as a human being where you can fail as an event. You're already failing if they're angry. If they are okay, they will soon find another place. Or another person. If your career person, your, 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 your boss is okay, it means there is no advancement for you in that career. And you know the thing about life is that you are programmed for success. Once you stay on one spot for long, you start being frustrated. That's how life, that's how God created life. You don't stay on one spot. Are you here, somebody? If your clients are angry, then that's already bad. You are in failure rate. Failure level. If they are okay, it means they will look for that um, dealer, on that customer, on that person that supplied that thing. If you're a staff, it means they will either they will soon replace you or you will stay stagnant. They will promote people from under you above you. And you'll be complaining. You'll be grumbling. I came before them. Life is not about who comes first. You know, they say first confess serve, not in life. That's on the queue. But it's never in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then are they impressed? That's where you want to be. Where your boss is actually impressed. Where your boss comes every, every now and again and sees something he wasn't expecting. Seeing you push beyond the ordinary. I say, man, this guy, see, he needs to have that feeling about you. So that the day an opportunity opens, you are the one he will think about. And even if there's no opportunity where you walk, the way life works is that they will find you. Life has a way of matching you with your level. Oh, I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. Because some people don't understand that. Life has a way of doing what? Matching you with your level. Even if you are so good at what you do, if Nigeria doesn't want to give you the right opportunity, you will get a global one. But life has a way of matching you with your level. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Water always finds its level, Abby. That's how success is. Be the best. If you are so good. <laughs> I had one client, you know, we do marriage ministry and all that, separate from church. LDM and uncle that I would do. I had a client that told me that it was a white therapist white person that recommended me. I don't know the person from abroad. A white person was talking to the client and said, no, I know somebody that would be better for you. He recommended me. You must be that global and that intentional. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If Nigeria refused to honor you, the world will find a way to honor you. Don't limit yourself to local uh, this thing. Are you here, somebody? Ah, the, the thing we do, the, the, you know, Nigerians don't value the kind of thing we do. Nigerians don't value it so much. Things like therapy, counseling, is not common here. People just, believe, just give me advice for free. <laughs> and with me, I've passed that stage because it took me thousands of dollars and years of training to get to where I am. So the average rate of counseling we do now at our ministry is, I think, about $500 per hour. 
you see some of you just come and talk to me for free and you won't still hear what? You see, if the if people around you don't value the world, value, yeah. So we get that, there are people over the world that pay. I see, did a couple from Houston via Zoom yesterday. $500 per hour. So when you are good, eh? there's something about excellence that nothing can stop it. If everybody around you say, eh, you are not worth that amount, there will be somebody that will see that. That's why you must improve yourself. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You must be intentional. You must be intentional. You must improve your quality so much. You must almost be restless about what you do. Don't ever feel you've arrived. Keep pressing, keep pushing. There's always a better level. There's always a next level. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Of course, we don't charge for counseling inside church. Because people are thinking, hmm, no, calm down. There's process in church for church members that need counseling. It's part of what your tithe covers. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, what, that's how your church operates as a system. Yeah, but when people from outside want counseling, then there's a different arrangement. Glory to God. Be that word intention. All right? Determined to be among the best. So, like I said, there are three levels. It's either your boss or clients are angry. This means you're not meeting up at all. This means your boss is so, I'm so, I hate it when I have to. See, if I hire you to do a job, I'm not planning to do a job with you. I'm not even planning to help you with the job. You are supposed to help me with the job. I don't want to help you. So I, I hate it when I'm the one telling people I've employed something, teaching them what to do. I hate it. You should be the one. You should, this is your job. You should be so good at it that you are bringing ideas that are impressing me. <laughs> there are people you hire, you don't have to teach them. No, do it like this. Go and read this thing. Look, you, you must read wide. You must study, of course. There's always information available. You just have to be intentional with your mindset. So be telling me there's no money in Nigeria. I don't believe it. Or there's money. I don't believe that story. You're just not at the level you should be. When you're at the level you should be, there are people that will beg you to even pay you. Are you getting what I'm saying? With the fees you hear I charge, I'm still overbooked though. I'm still judging. I don't take all, all, all um, clients. Oh. <laughs> Do you understand? Because people think, no, I'm still too busy. You will get to that realm where it's not money that will be the issue. It's that you don't even have the time. The money will be confirmed. Because people think, uh, no, 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 no I'm, I'm too busy for that. So there's money. Forget that thing that there's no money. Just be good. Be very good. Be exceptionally good. I'm telling you, some of you can earn about 10 times what you're currently earning in that same position if you're a better player. There are people companies don't let go of. They pay them anything they want to be paid. I'm telling you, they have that value to that company. I had a church member that used to work in a bank and works twice a week. He was that good that they say, look, anything it takes to keep you. He said, I can't come every day. He said, okay, how many days can you come? He said, twice a week. He said, deal. Bank in Nigeria. But somebody else is dying in traffic. Your skill level is not yet great. When your skill level is at the place you be, they will know that if they lose you, it will affect them. And they know that you are in demand. He works twice a week. So one time they brought a new manager to the branch where he reports. To. And the manager was like, who is this person that doesn't come to work? And he saw the guy one day after the guy. He said, you don't come to work. Come twice a week in this bank. The guy said, it can never happen. He told him to call his superiors and confirm. And he called through to say, leave him. 
Leave him like that. So that's the agreement. Leave him. They come to your garden and say, don't disturb that boy. Now you go circle. <laughs> Leave that boy like that. You can be that good. I say you can be that good. Everybody's running. He said, run to win the prize. That's what I want to do in my life. I want by the time I'm done, I've won all the prizes that I have to win in my field. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So is that how your, 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 your clients or boss is angry with you? That you're not delivering? Or they are okay with you? That means you are merely meeting up. You are just doing exactly what they asked you to do. You are just doing exactly what they expect you to do. You are not breaking records. You are not breaking barriers. You are not doing something different. Just exactly what they say you should do. Or you are exceptional. Where they are always impressed. Something they expect you to deliver in three days, deliver in two days. Something they expect you to, you know, to, 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 to bring income of five million, you bring ten million. They are impressed. That's where you must get to. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It takes intentionality, it takes time, and it takes learning. Such a heart for learning. I'm going to close with that. You know, Jesus was so passionate about learning. Look at Luke chapter 2. Look at Luke. Chapter 2, NIV 2, from verse 41 to 52. Remember the story. It said, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of this Passover. Next verse. It said, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. He said, after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus did what? Stayed behind Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then began to look for him among their relatives and friends. Next verse. He said, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to what? Look for him. Next verse. He says, after three days, they found him. After how many days? I can't hear you. After how many days? Three days, they found him in the temple courts. Sitting among who? The teachers. And doing what? Listening to them and what? Asking them questions. Asking them questions. Next verse. He said, everyone who heard him was what? Amazed. I told you, they must be impressed. Not angry, not okay, but amazed. That's what you must get. If, if your boss is not amazed, if your clients are not amazed, you are not yet there. They must be amazed. When you finish delivering, there must be a wow. If you don't get a wow, forget it. There must be a wow. Don't just go to work dead and dry every week. Same old, same old. If your boss is always complaining, you're on the way out. Trust me, he's already making plans. Because no boss wants headache. We didn't work this hard to come and employ people that will give us headache. So once you are always complaining, just know that they are thinking of a future without you. So everyone who heard him was what? Amazed. And this was the answers. Next verse. Um, when his parents saw him, they were what? Astonished. Do you see this? He said, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like the women always personalize everything? Why have you already this to me? He said, they couldn't find him for three days. He was under spiritual apprenticeship and mentorship. Learning from the doctors of the Lord, the big names. Mentoring. Who is your mentor in your field? Who is the picture of your future in your field? If you're in any field, there must be somebody you can see that looks like where you are going. Any field you are find it. It doesn't might not, might not look like you need it, but trust me, I'm telling you, you will need it. Because every human being is like an investment or a bank or a wealth of knowledge. Every human being, especially those that have gone ahead and succeeded. So when you enter any field, one of the things you must do is to attach yourself 
to someone. Attach yourself. And learn. You are going to learn all they know. Add it to all you know. So that you can go further in life. You must have a mentor in that field. Somebody that is doing what you are planning to do. Or somebody that has done what you are planning to do. It will take your life further. But you see, people just coast through life. We are all running. Marathon is so interesting. Everybody starts together. By, by one hour, the distance between some people and some other people, you wonder if it's the same race they are running. It's the same race, because, but some entered. You know, there are many people, you know in Marathon, there are people that entered, they knew from beginning they were not planning to win. Am I correct? They just wanted to participate. Uh, that's good for Marathon. But for life, that's not good. And that's how many people are living their lives. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I pray for you that you'll be among those that will stand out. You'll be among those that will win the prize. You will press to the price of the higher calling of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In whatever field or career you find yourself, you'll be first among your equals. You'll be recognized and respected in the name of Jesus. When you get back to work this week, your boss and your clients will know something has happened to you. You will have that wow factor every time you deliver. They will no longer be angry with you. They will no longer be okay with you. They will be impressed with you. That will be your story in the name of Jesus. If you receive it, shout it louder. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, I speak over every child of God in this house this morning. Our decree will be first amongst our equals. Nobody here will remain at the ordinary level. Yes, everybody is running, but we are running to win the prize. I decree nothing will stand as an obstacle on your path. I decree Nigeria is too small to limit you. I decree global doors open to you in the name of Jesus. Nothing will stop you anymore. I say nothing will stop you anymore. You will not just be that staff that is just occupying space. You will be someone making an impact. You will not just be that businessman or woman that is frustrating clients. You will be the type that they are impressed with. In the name of Jesus, you will stand out. I say you will stand out and God will give you grace for success. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you receive a shout aloud, louder amen this morning.